So a lot of cricket being played around the world and Australia are still trying to figure out their middle order and their captain. My co-host is not too happy about that and we'll chat about it in today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Crick Block Podcast. As always, I have with me Shabel, my co-host. How are you, Shabel? Oh, what an introduction, Nash. Very good. I've been good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Looks cold in Sydney. Yeah, it's actually been quite nice here. Um, yesterday was mid-20s. It just gets a bit chilly in the night. And as I mentioned last, I've got the lockdown here that just keeps getting worse. So I've got, again, I've got the beanie on. Yeah. Um, so you're not focusing on the terrible hair instead of the cricket <laughs> we've got to discuss today. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm focused on the terrible, terrible cricket, to be honest. Yes, yes. Um, so a bit to discuss on today's show. Yes. Um, the first thing I'd sort of like to discuss from the past week's probably the difference between the communication between, you know, social accounts, the yep. BCCI and CA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll chat about Ben Stokes. We preview England, India, look at Bangladesh, Australia as well, and any other cricket that's, that's going on as well. So I just wanted to make the point about the BCCI because last week, you know, we had the chaos in the Sri Lanka series, yeah, where Krunal Pandya tested positive to COVID-19. Yes. And there were eight other close contacts identified on the eve of the T20. Well, sorry, on the same day, which yeah. saw the yeah. second T20 postponed by a day. And then the whole day, all it was is speculation as to who those eight players were. We didn't hear anything yep. from the BCCI. Today, we see a, a video from cricket.com.au. Uh, the Australian team, Mitchell Stark, um, and, and his teammates and Justin Langer cheering on his brother at the yep. Olympics, Brandon Stark. What, what a stark difference <laughs> between, between <laughs> the two. What were your thoughts last week? I, we it's, were hearing through journalists and through links as to who could play. Will India go in with four batsmen, five batsmen in that series? How bad is it? It's honestly <laughs> as sad or as disappointing as it may sound. I'm not even surprised anymore mm. with the lack no, of communication. Like yeah. we are just used to it now, given how many years has, have gone by where, you know, when it comes to injuries, when it comes to team selections, when it comes to what's going on in the internal administration of the BCCI, like no one's, you know, uh, I, 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 I can bet that there's so many people around India that do not know who runs the organization. Like there's, it's mm. not about transparency. It's just about communication in terms of, um, engagement with your fans, en- engaging with the fans. That's correct. That's the right, yeah. that's the perfect phrase for it. Engaging with the fans. And in, in today's world, it's such an important part of sport, like to engage with the fans, fans are what, um, the, will keep the sport going forward. Mm. Um, so they have to, and, and it's just disappointing looking at other, other cricket boards around the world, even someone like um, West Indies cricket board uh, who don't have the resources that someone like BCCI does and the work that they have done has been really brilliant. Um, mm. You know, it, as simple as putting the highlights on their website or on the YouTube channel. First of all, I don't think they have a really functioning YouTube channel, but um just putting up highlights of the games. I, I honestly, I had to wait until the Sri Lankan cricket board put highlights on the and on their YouTube channel. Well. And uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that took like two days after the game. So um, <laughs> for fans, for fans around the world who can't necessarily watch a cricket game at three o'clock at night, um, yep. they 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 expect to watch the highlights um, the next day. But as you said, as you rightly pointed out, I mean, communication from Cricket Australia. Um, are absolutely bang on. Like they, mm. they hit the nail on the head perfectly when it comes to uh, engaging with the fans, when it comes to uh, letting the fans know what goes on behind the scenes in not only just Cricket Australia as an organization, but behind the scenes in dressing rooms, in, you know, with the players, um, with the coaches, everything. So, yeah, that's something... BCCI has to learn and I think their approach to the whole social media game is really I don't know what the right word is but it's really ancient it's really um, out yeah. of touch out of touch and, that's yeah you put it perfectly there um, because you know the fans of India I marvel at how passionate they are and and just how 
Kruger crazy they are. Yeah, exactly. And for the BCCL to not communicate with them and not give them any sort of idea as to who who's playing in their team and not giving them any updates on 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 the the team that they love so much, especially when something as as major as you know a COVID nineteen case in the camp happens yep. and eight other players are unavailable, people want to know: Is my favorite player playing? Yeah. People, you know, play fantasy cricket and want to know who's playing, or people, yes. you know. They want to know who's in their team, whether they've, you know, and, and for them to get an opinion on the game and for them to, in a way, look forward to the game in a sense. Yep, that's have an right. idea of what's happening. They're just not hearing anything. And it's just speculation all day instead of um, information that's provided to them. So, you know, touching on that series, um, I know Daniel Alexander, Nash, he was over the moon with that victory. He came out with all the tweets, uh, what I was seeing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it is. If, you know, for it, me, if, if I was Sri Lanka, if I was Sri Lanka, I'd look at the series with some positives. The, the form yep. of like Nindu Hasaranga, he's a top class player, but you're not a, you're not going to come against teams with uh, five batsmen very often, are you? Yeah. And Sri Lanka uh, didn't as, win that series. That would have been an embarrassment. Exactly. And I suppose from Daniel's point of view, it was a big moment for Minos to be, beat someone like India. <laughs> um, you know, uh, playing playing the World T20 qualifiers. I mean, they have gone they have gone through a lot for, for a few years. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was you know uh, you and there, but yeah, shots fired. Um, so yeah, uh, as I said, you know, there were people coming out on social media saying, "Ah, oh, India always talk about their second and third string teams being good enough." Well. You know, I, I sort of responded and said it's not often that even India with their third string team will play five batsmen yeah. in an eleven. So yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even a fourth string. It wasn't even a fourth no, string. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, you, you had to play Bhuvi Kumar at uh, six. It just says yeah. it all. So sign of the times that it was the batsman who uh, you know um, got caught up with it, and you had to play five in the end. I think. I think the form of Sandrew Sampson was an opportunity for him yeah. to fire. He didn't. So all in all, I think we'll see what happens with Sri Lanka, if that's a confidence booster for them going forward, or if that's just a flash in the pan, because you can't really judge this series based on what happened because yeah. uh, the opposition was decimated. Um, touch on um, test cricket. First, before we, we go more on the white ball stuff later, um, before we talk England-India preview the series, provide some of our thoughts, and some major news over the weekend, Ben Stokes yes, taking a mental health break. Um, for me, when I saw the news, I was you know completely understanding of it. Yep. I think the demands of the players, I think we, I touched on this last week, you know, the argument, oh, you know, they earn a lot of money, but money isn't everything. Yeah, true. Money yeah, doesn't absolutely. money doesn't compare to your mental health. Money yeah, does not compare absolutely. to your time with your family. And remember, Ben Stokes lost his father. Yes, as well recently. And when there's a lot of cricket and there's scrutiny on your performances and you're in a bubble, it can get a lot. And I think a lot of other players will take uh, Ben Stokes's lead on this. What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I don't think he has taken a break from cricket really. Um, off since the 2019 World Cup. He played the 2019 Ashes and, you know, there's been so much cricket happening after that. Yes, he had to take a break when the COVID thing was going it's on last COVID. year. Yeah. yeah, but during the pandemic. But even then, he, yeah, you know, it's not a break from, it was a, he had no choice. Um, and now he has taken time, you know, he has spent time in bubbles at the IPL and, you know, various tours, um, the West Indies tour last year, which was the first one after the pandemic. Um, so it, yep. He went to India. That was a big tour. So, you know, and, and obviously Ashes is coming up in, in, in a few months time that there, there may be uh, bubbles again there. So, um, and then they don't know whether their families are able to travel or not, which is again, a big thing, mm. because if you think about it, leaving your family, you know, um, at home for a long periods of time can get difficult. If the, the pressure and the, uh, the mental strength that, sorry, the going back, the pressure that cr is created on these athletes these days is, is immense. It's, yep. it's tremendous. And, um, the mental strength that it takes for athletes to survive in this environment is 
is is at a different level so you have to be yeah. on on top of your game you have to be uh fully focused fully concentrated at at all times otherwise there's 100 people waiting you know to take your to take your spot so if you don't perform at at a, at a certain level then you know you are as an athlete you are disposable disposable at 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 a certain point mm. so um to not let it reach that point i think this break from ben stokes is important to not you know in in ashes when it comes to ashes if he fails in all five tests it's going to be he's going to be the scapegoat maybe um okay. so if yeah. if he's trying not to let it reach that point and that's why this break is important he the best case scenario for england would be he takes this break he misses the india tour um comes back stronger he performs in the world t20 he performs in the ashes and you know that's the best case scenario and that can happen because he might attribute that to his to this break if let's say the worst case scenario would be him not taking the break and going to the world cup going to the ashes failing miserably and then make be you know just being dropped and then um, i don't think affects his mental health yeah, further uh, yeah. yeah exactly so um and it affects everyone around him so you know Mm. um that's 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 my thoughts that's my thoughts on this but having said that i just want to get your thoughts on uh this sort of i wouldn't say behavior but this sort of openness and freedom um we we are beginning to see this sort of behavior openness and freedom in cricket more and more these days and uh it yes, started i think so. I, i wouldn't say it started with glen maxwell i would say it started with michael yardy if you remember in 2011 yes, world cup where he went back him. home due to dep- depression so i would just wanted to get your yeah. thoughts on what did you make of glen maxwell when he went on break and when he came back i think he was a better cricketer and the likes of will pokovsky done the same yes. um yeah to be honest with you i'm i'm all for it and i think it's it crucial that you know players are open about their mental health because the worst thing when it comes to mental health and depression is silence you try to handle it yourself you know if you don't talk about it um with others and if you don't be open about it it can build up inside you and that's where it can get really serious and really problematic um so I'm all for you know the likes of Ben Stokes and Maxwell in the past Wilpokowski Michael Yardy as you mentioned coming out and talking about it um very important especially now the age of social media every move you make is scrutinized your performances are scrutinized matches come thick and fast you can perform well one day perform badly the next people forget about the good performance and they'll hammer you for your bad performance it's just unfortunately the way it is and you need to make sure i think boards are now more aware that they've got a responsibility to take care of a player's welfare and mental health so i'm going to launch a question back at you is it something that the ECB should do and even cricket australia to say to their players okay pick one pick the t20 world cup or the ashes because oh. if you've got a player going to both is that going to be too much is it time for the ECB to say we're going to make a call here we want you to be in the ashes we're not going to pick you in the t20 world cup squad and vice versa we don't we know you're not going to be picked in the ashes we'll take you to the world cup given England's white ball depth and a lot of players knocking on the door maybe they can afford to give a few of the test specialists who play white ball cricket a break from the world cup but i think what do you think that's 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 a really interesting question because as you said as you know you rightly pointed out that england has sort of prioritized white ball cricket over the last few years and i don't think uh but they've also to- said but they've also said sorry to interrupt you they've also said they're going to prioritize player welfare what does yeah, that yeah yeah absolutely absolutely does that yeah. mean if you want a player in the ashes you're going to put them in the t20 world cup as well and and get them in another bubble and then pretty much from the t20 world cup they come straight here again uh i think i don't i don't i don't think they'll force anyone to play if they don't want to but when it comes to the t20 world cup which is probably going to be important for england's given that the last one they won was in 2010 and yeah. they've already bagged the um the 50 over world cup um they have a good chance of winning the ashes as well um if both if they can sort their middle order out um and they just need 
and I think they'll go for the kill. They'll go for the T20 World Cup as well because they 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 will be merciless in that in that tournament. Is what I feel when it comes to um, all departments of cricket. So, and Ben Stokes is integral part of that team. Ben, it that it sort of revolves around Ben Stokes, a few of the mm. older guys as well, and Ben Stokes is one of them. So, um, having said that, he's also one of the most important players in the Test squad. So. Uh, I think when it, it I, if, if I, I was I'd Ben Stokes right important. now, I'd argue he's more important in the test side. Yeah, yeah, he is. And I, 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 if I was Ben Stokes right now, I would prioritize Ashes more than the T20 World Cup because, as you said, um, with the Ben strength that England has in the white ball format, I think I think they'll be all good. I think they can they can they have it all covered when it comes to uh, replacing someone yeah, like Ben Stokes. There's an argument. There's an argument: Is does Ben Stokes even get into England's best team? I know we've, we've chatted about oh, this recently. Well, For me, I'll tell you does. this: He hasn't set the T20 format alight, particularly in those middle order positions. He prefers to bat top, and you've got someone like Liam Livingston setting the world on fire down at number five and six. Yep. So you've got a decision here: You're willing to leave Livingston out? That's a discussion for another time. You know, when the when the World Cup comes closer. Um, because today we'd love to focus more on test cricket, the, my favourite format still. Um, now that Ben Stokes is out of the series, or, well, out indefinitely, but out at least for the first part of the series, I think that really affects England even more, not having him there. And I, I don't know. I think a lot of the England players are playing, they're, they're, they're on a diet of a lot of white ball cricket lately. <laughs> They're yep. not uh, accustomed to red ball at the moment. They're not in that zone. I think to be successful in red ball cricket, you've got to be in the right frame of mind, first yep. and foremost. That's why I give India a massive chance now in this series. The absence of Stokes, England's significant focus on white ball cricket. We have been bombarded with white ball cricket in the England summer. Are you feeling more confident about India's chances now that Ben Stokes isn't there? I wouldn't say more confident, but I am confident. Um, mm. Because, again, I've been taught not to be too optimistic in England when it comes to India, yeah. uh, and we have all seen we have all seen that over the last few tours. So, yeah. um, I am I am confident. I am optimistic, but I, let's put it this way: I'm optimistic that India will put up a fight and a and a good performance. But I'm not making an early prediction when it comes to who wins the series. Um, well, that's that's not brave of you. Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> well, look, and when it comes to when it comes to England, it's always and, and when it comes to the Indian batting lineup in England, it's always it's mm. always fifty fifty. So, doesn't matter who you take, and I mean, anything can go wrong because in two thousand eleven, we had four of the world's best batsmen in in England. I mean, we had Dravid, we had Tendulkar, we had. Um, uh, Lakshman as well so you know and we lost that 4-0 we had you know that that tour, whole really, tour was a well, disaster well, look they were at the back end of their careers and they didn't have the pace bowling yeah oh, yeah, I that's true kind of that's true down. this is a bit different now England are nowhere near as strong in the batting you know yep. the likes of Alistair Cook and Kevin Peterson back then and these guys England now they've got one bloke averaging over 40 yes and, and that's pace bowling it's like a significantly stronger so Ten years is a big gap, and a lot's changed. But the scars haven't, Shabal. <laughs> the scars haven't. Well, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, that, that, that's no, going to be key for the Indian cricketers, isn't it? You know, yeah, how can exactly. they sort of put you know the past performances out of their mind? Because I think India have only won three tests in England the last ten years. If you go back yeah. to 2011, they won yeah. one in 2014, one, one in, in 2018. Well, it really, so, two. Two. Sorry, two. not three. Yeah. Two. So. And that's out of 14 tests, I think, if I'm not mistaken. That That's a pretty yeah. poor strike rate. So it's a, India now, I think the leadership of Virat Kohli is going to be very important, not only as a batsman. Of course, he's got to lead the way as a batsman like he did last time, but also how does he make sure that his squad, particularly those that were there in England last time, you know, sort of erase those memories and make sure that they put that out of their mind and focus on what's at hand. I think there's a couple of very important things for India in this series. First, it's how well they can get the better of England's middle to lower order. Yeah. 
with the ball. So I think you're going to see India's bowlers, I think, at the better of the most of England's top six for the most part of the series. That's what I think. Yes. I think a lot of them are, are very unproven and their averages suggest that. I think Root is going to be key there for England. But someone like Sam Curran, who was the tormentor last time, people batting down the order, scoring runs. You know, yep. we saw that in the World Test Championship final. That was crucial. So India's ability there, Virat Kohli leading the way with the bat, how well India bat in conditions that aid seen bowling, that's going to be crucial. Mm-hmm. And also, August, September in England, typically drier. Yep. Will pitches be drier? That can bring someone like Ashwin into the game. Jay oh, I think, into the game. yeah, I think that Ashwin be will be really key. I think Ashwin he'll will be, be really key. Be key. Yeah. yeah. Over the, over the period of five tests, I think he will be really key. And I think, yes, um, this, this will be a really important tour for, I think we'll see likes of, uh, Siraj get a game as well, because it, five tests Definitely. is a long time. I think they'll start with Shami, Bumra and Sharma, but I think we'll at some stage in the tour, I think we'll see Siraj as well. Um, who, who will be rested or who will be dropped. I don't know. Um, but definitely Siraj will be one of the, um, oh, yeah. I think it'll be a make or break tour for him as well, because uh, he'll learn a lot from this tour and um, we'll, we'll see a new Siraj in my mind. So um, I really hope he does well because there's Umesh Yadav as well in the squad. So um, it's really key from India's point of view that they, as you said, that their fast bowlers perform uh, which they have been really important in the last uh, two years and three years in India's success. So, but the 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 batting is is the is the issue. That's that's the key. Um, Pushara, yeah, that's the key. I think, has got a crucial role to play. Exactly, he's averaging twenty eight since exactly the, uh, Border Gavaskar Trophy of 2018-19, where all we saw the whole Australian summer was his backside. Yeah, he's only averaging twenty eight since. This is going to be a big series for him too, because if he can perform the role that he has done in Australia and and wear out the England bowlers and let the others, you know, do their business yep. around him, that's going to be that's going to be critical as well. And and we, I still don't know who will be Rohit Sharma's opening partner. I still don't know you if it'll be Agarwal looks the, the safest bet to me, and maybe KL Rahul if if Rahane is out. Yeah, perhaps. so I don't know if KL Rahul or um, Mayank Agarwal will open with. Um, Rohit Sharma mm-hmm. because you know that's not that we don't we don't know what's happening there so but we what we do know is the number three four and five are uh what, what will be key for India when it comes to Pujara Kohli oh, Kohli and Rohani those three if they have a if one of them performs in each test I think it will be massive for for India I think we know for that sure. the bowling has the firepower it's the batting that has to put in the hard yards and that have to um, they have to prove to the, to the ballers. They have to give runs to the ballers to defend in the fourth mm. innings as well. So uh, that that those three, four, and five, and obviously Rohit Sharma at the top, those four batsmen will be the key. Um, yes, yep. performances from Ravindra Jadeja and Rishabh Pant will be really, really important as well down the down the batting order. But once those top three, four batsmen perform, even if mm. two of them get a big score. I think I think we'll be all set. Very very good point about the three, four, and five. They're going to be crucial because they're the linchpins of the batting order, and then you've got the the flamboyance of Pant after that. Um, would you? Play and, and so, sorry, just in the first just test? to oh. just to t- touch on that, I'll answer that question yeah. as well. Just to touch on the batting order, it's the complete opposite of what England has currently because um, England's batting order is so inexperienced and you know oh, yeah. below par. Than On what paper, you've previously seen. India look a lot better. Exactly. So India have to capitalize on this chance. And apart from Joe Root, I think there's no one really that comes to mind who can really trouble the Indian uh, bowling bowling department because obviously uh, Ashwin will have Rory Burns's number. So uh, because he's a lefty, um, and obviously people like. Uh, Ollie Pope, who's not in the best of format, uh, who's not in the best of his uh, form. So we don't know Johnny Bairstow if he belongs to the Test uh, arena after playing seventy Tests. So it's 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 a bit complicated yeah. with when it comes to England batting lineup, which is completely opposite to the Indian batting lineup, where they are much more set in terms of who will play at what position, apart from one um, that is the opening partner of Rohit Sharma. But um, 
and the next coming to your point of coming to your question of um, whether Ashwin will play the first test or not, I think he'll definitely play the first test. Um, Ashwin, I don't, yeah, he's crucial. Yeah. I don't think there's. And any... you look at, I think, uh, remember in remembering, uh, look, that England. I think I've got a few, got a few right-handers in their lineup, but still, exactly. Even then, but I think I, I think I, someone like I think someone like Rory Burns is going to be cru- crucial for England because. Yeah. He's the one that's shown some good signs. I thought he was very impressive in the New Zealand series recently. Yeah. He's, he's sort of a player that can produce at the top. And I think Ashwin against him will be a good battle. And yeah. And I, and I think I'll, I'll throw a question at you, Shabel. I think, um, as you said, Ashwin will be important, but would you go with Jadeja or would you go with the fourth seamer to start with? Yeah. Um, Oh, I think the the thing is, I know it's an easy answer, but it's a crucial answer. It, ultimately, it depends on the uh, conditions, to be honest. Um, you know, if conditions favour spin, then you play um, you play a spinner. You play that extra spinner there. But if conditions are seriously suited to the to the uh, pace bowling, I think conditions in Trent Bridge are going to be it's going to be quite cloudy throughout the match. And if the surface is conducive to seeing bowling, I'll play Shadul Thakur. Yes. Because he provides that batting cover down the order as well. And, and can swing the ball. Yeah. And you have to also remember, I think, um, playing one more bowler means a longer tail for India, which is uh, at best can get you, what, one run, two runs on their, on yeah. their day. So um, you already have Ishan. Uh, Bumrah and Shami at 9, 10, and 11. Yes, that's you, right. You have to play Shadul because if Siraj plays at any point, I think that's a long tail you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can play the four seamers with Siraj there because, then, yeah, as you mentioned, that, that tail is far too long. And yeah. when you compare it to someone, you know, England's tail has, well, probably, you know, Jack Leach will be there too. Yep. You know, he can bat, he can hang in there. And then you've got Sam Curran. That could be a crucial part of the game where Stuart uh, Broad has a 169. And you know, Stuart Broad against India here, and given India's record against the tail, you know, he could he might smash a few too. Yeah. Um, that could be a crucial difference in the final analysis if India are not careful. So I think you need to have a Janasia author good depending on conditions. Yeah. But I think looking at the forecast for the first test, there's quite a bit of cloud cover right throughout. Um, so India, I think we were speaking with Preeti Upala in our special um, feature last week. And she was saying that it's very important that um, that India assess the weather very well. They've got to, they've got to an, an, analyze the conditions well and make the, the right selections. Because in the last tour, remember, Lords was completely conducive to pace ball and they picked two spinners. They picked Kaldi there as well, if yeah. you recall. They got it completely wrong. They can't do that this time. Yeah, absolutely. On paper... On paper, for me, India look the better side, particularly with Stokes not there, but it's just India's mentality, their mindset, how they can get through difficult periods, especially with the bat, and whether they can overcome the the, the trend that they've had over the years of not being able to uh, clean up the tail quickly enough. From an England side of things, I think a lot rests on their bowlers, but from a batting point of view, it's Joe Root. He's going to be the one that carries it. If he doesn't have a good series... And I think Ollie Pope is in doubt too. He's someone that could, yep. he's got potential there. He might be missing as well. Oh, I think they're going to be, they're going to be quite short of runs potentially. That's how it seems. That's how it looks. So, do you think? Do you oh, think Hasib Hamid he gets could. to go? He could throughout the series if Dom Sibley starts badly. Yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot of eyes on Dom Sibley. There's so, a lot. So you won't play him in the first in the, test. Uh, Hamid, no, I'd, I'd stick with. Uh, I'd stick with uh, Sibley first up, yeah. uh, give him the chance because I think England want to invest in Sibley mm. and uh, they'll probably start with him, but it's a big series for Dom Sibley. You know, there's a lot of analysis about his lack of stroke play. Yep. Does he have enough to be a successful test batsman? The jury is well and truly out because if you bowl um, just outside of stump, He's not going to be able to score a lot of runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he waits and waits and waits for you just to mold the ball on his hips. That's where he particularly scores. If you shut off that area, how's he going to score his runs? So big series for him. 
um, and big series as well for the England middle order. Whoever's there could be Johnny Best. A lot of them, as I said, have been playing so much white ball cricket. Yeah. Yep. How quickly they can come back and, and nail it straight away. Um, so true. Yeah. If I had to pick a winner in this series, I'd, I'd lean towards India, something like a three-two, something like that, because. So um, result, result in all five test matches in England. I think so. That's a I think bold so. prediction. Yeah. It's a bold prediction, but I'd say that because both batting lineups are susceptible to a collapse, and. August, September in the UK is usually drier than June. Yeah. July. Fair enough. Yep. So that's the logic I'm using. Um, but this one could easily be a 2 2 or a 3 2 either way. But I'm, 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 India have got a great opportunity. You know, anything less than a draw, I think you'd be very disappointed with that against an England team that is nowhere near their best in recent times. Um, yep. So you're optimistic from an Indian perspective. I think I am as well. If I were an Indian fan, I'd say we should do well in this series. Um, but yeah, I think a fascinating battle awaits. Um, moving on, Shabel. Um, yes. Moving on to the Bangladesh-Australia T20 series coming up. It was just announced today that Matthew Wade is going to be captaining... Yes. Australia. So what do you make of that as an announcement? Yeah, no surprises. No surprises there. Um, he has experience in the captaincy side of things um, and he's the most experienced player in the squad. Um, and he's probably the right selection as for captain given the predicament Australia in now with no Finch, uh, etc. cetera. But oh, this series could go, could go either way. Can and, and, and Wade's going to be batting in the middle order. So... Oh, why, why not? Why not this, Alex Curry? Here's a question for you. Why not Alex Curry and more he's, than he's for, not, for future Aussie captaincy? Oh yeah. Look, we've seen in the ODI series he, he got it, but the, yeah, I think probably a reason why they didn't give it to him in this series was because his T20 international record is so substandard so yep. far. He has not performed um, at this level yet. Um, it's not to say Matthew Wade has set the world on fire, but they probably feel that, you know, he was the vice captain. Yeah. Um, Carey hasn't been in the side very long and they just want to see the experience of Matt Wade lead the side here. Um, yeah. In terms of the series, this is an interesting one. It's an interesting one because Australia, we know how badly they went in the West Indies. There's no Finch and Wade is going to bat some, somewhere in the middle order. And I looked at his stats Across positions four, five, and six in all T20s that Matt Wade has played, he has a total of 467 runs in 24 innings at an average of 19.45 and a strike rate of 115.88. That's not good. That's not good. That's Even not numbers you want Matthew from numbers four to six. Yep. It's not numbers you want from four to six in terms of Absolutely. that strike rate, in particular under 120. So, oh, this series... Um, I'm expecting Australia to make me want to rip my hair out because Bangladesh have got Bangladesh have got some handy plays in there. For is, you, is that, is that, is that fan, only this series or is that just whenever they play? Now? Pretty much everything. Pretty yeah. much everything. But um, in terms of you as an Indian fan, as an outsider, I'm not a fan of either of these two teams. What's your impression when you look at it? I know Bangladesh are missing a few players as well, but... Oh, I think... I think when it comes to the series, I think I'll, I'll say Australia will win. Um, I think mm. just based on the fact that, yes, they have uh, a more, they, they, they have an ex- inexperienced side, Australia, but I think it's just the fact that they are, they're more hungry when it comes to these sort of situations. And I think um, Bangladesh will have a lot to prove. Don't get me wrong. Bangladesh will give them a good fight, but uh, I think I just don't see Bangladesh winning the series and I may be completely wrong in a few weeks time, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't see. It's actually don't a week's time. Yeah. All the five matches being played in a week. Yeah, it's actually, that's, that's true. So yeah. By next week, we'll know. Um, in terms of something to guard against, a lot of these Bangladeshis have got so much experience at yep. the Shiri Bangla Stadium in mm. Dhaka. Shakib's played a hundred T20s at that ground. Yep. He'll be key. Um, He'll be like, important. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think others like Sumya Saka, you know, he's played a lot of games at that ground. And But, you know, you talk about Australia being hungry. 
Bangladesh are going to be super hungry. Yeah. They don't get to play Australia often. This is actually the first T20 between these two sides outside of a World Cup. Yeah, that's so true. So they're going to be pumped and they're going to want to make an impact. So Australia got to be careful. We have to play well. We have to play well to win this series. Um, I don't think it's a given. You know, if I had to say, I'd say Bangladesh would win two games in this series yeah. at least. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. I'd yeah. say they're capable of doing that at home. Yeah. Um, probably one thing we hope is that the rain doesn't affect it. There's quite a bit of rain at this time of year in Bangladesh, but it's one where I look at it, it's, it's not a given from an Australian perspective. And for someone maybe who doesn't follow as cricket as closely as we do, and they say, oh, it's Bangladesh, I think we'll be all right. I think that's a dangerous attitude to have because Bangladesh have improved a lot and Australia have gone backwards. Yeah. In this series, we've got a lot of inexperience in it. Here's a question for you. When, at what point in the series do you see um, the Bangladesh board president coming out and blaming someone? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they're 2-0 down in the series, he'll come out and blame yeah. someone. Yeah, okay. All right. Blame Shaki, blame the umpires, um, blame the captain. Yeah. 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 Fair so enough. It just depends. Yeah. Give it, give it a couple of games. Um, yep. You know, for me, from an Australian perspective, also before we move on, Josh Philippi is likely to open. I yes. hope he can grab this opportunity with both hands because he hasn't fired in T20 international cricket yet. And, you know, he gets the chance to open now. Um, and I'm also looking forward to seeing if Mitch Marsh can sort of build on the incredible performances he had in the West Indies uh, before this as well. So all in all, I think it'll be an interesting series. Um, if you if you had to pick if you had to pick two guys from that Australian squad right now for this series, who you think this series will prove really big in terms of their career um, mm. and selection for T Twenty as well, who might be wildcard entries for that T Twenty squad? Who would you go for? I I would say someone like Josh Philippi, a big yep. series for him. Yep. Yeah has not set the world alight in T20 internationals, but he's been playing positions that are, you know, not his role, batting number four at times and things like that, batting number three. He's, he's an opener in uh, yeah. in T20 cricket. So he gets, I think, hopefully he gets all the five games as opener and hopefully he has a good series and, you know, gives him that confidence boost to say, yep, now I've got my feet on the ground here in international cricket and I can build on this. Um Oh, if I had to pick it up, I think another one in terms of the T20 side is Alex Carey. Yep. You know, because Matt Wade is not going to be around forever and we're going to need a keeper in this team. And how Alex Carey performs in the middle order in the T20 side of things is going to be very important in the future. Yeah, um, true. Even someone like Ben McDermott as well in the team. So very big. And I hope to also see Nathan Ellis throughout the series because he's a good bowler yep. and he can produce some good things at the death. But Bangladesh have some handy plays on their side. And as I said, they're going to be hungry. So we'll wait and see what happens uh, tomorrow when the series kicks off. Um, well, I, I tweeted today that I had wished that the Australia T20s in the West Indies were washed out because we've had two washouts <laughs> in the Pakistan series. But one question I wanted to pose to you, um, Nash, was... Why is it that West Indies struggle against Pakistan so much over the years? The West Indies have only won uh, three of, of uh, 15 completed T20 internationals against Pakistan. Why yeah. is that? Maybe it's the spinners they can't get a grip of. Do the seamers hit their lengths and they know how to bowl to these West Indian batsmen? Because, you know, if I, I think a team that's been the better side in this series, it's been Pakistan yeah. by distance. And I think he. he you rightly said with the, when, when it comes to spinners, I, I don't think uh, we have seen West Indies have um, very, re really bad problems when it comes to spinners in the last two series yeah. as well. Um, even against Australia, sorry, not last two, last three now, when it, uh, we start, it started with Sri Lanka where they ha had issues with Hasaranga. They, it, it went on until South Africa with Shamsi and now with Australia with um, Zampa. So, and I think mm. Pakistan with the, with ha has had really good spinners over the years. Um, they have Hafiz at the top. They had 
uh, Achmal. Now they have Shadab Khan. They have Usman Kadir as well. So they have had good spinners, and obviously someone like Hafiz is still bo- opening the bowling for them. And his um, his yeah. and, and his bowling uh, stats in the in the second T20, which was which was completed, which Pakistan Ridiculous. won by seven runs. I think he went at the, went at one and a half in his four overs. So that's absolutely brilliant in a T20, yeah. isn't it? So one for six. Uh, one yeah, for six one for six, one maiden. So. I think, and again, Shadab Khan as well, four for 22. So they still, West Indies still haven't figured out the key to batting with, against spinners in T20s. And I think that's, that's the key really, because when, when T20 started, when, when T, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but when T20 that's started, okay. everyone said, oh, spinners will be out of the game, you know, yeah, um, yes. this and that, yes. but or we won't see any leg spinners, but I think leg spinners have been the real key in the last few years. The number one leg spin T20 baller is a leg spinner. So uh, it's been really interesting um, to see the change in momentum in, in the, in the batting and bowling where people say T20 is a batter's game, but uh, the ballers are really on top uh, when it comes to, when it comes to the West Indies. Yeah. um, The question I was going to ask you is it's a tough one it's maybe a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have is the role of Chris Gale in this, in this team. Does he make the West Indies best team for the world cup? Is he reliable enough for now? Great player. We know what he's done over the years. Amazing. But the question has to be asked. I think he he's does. Consistently, a lot of, think, a lot of his innings, he's striking under, under a hundred. I think, I think he does. And I'll tell you why this is, this is, this is what I think from a, if I was, the West Indies management right now, yeah. I wouldn't worry a lot about Chris Gale. The reason why is there's so many guys in that team who can do the same job that he can and more. So when it comes to someone like Andre Russell, when it comes to someone like Shimron Hetmeyer, they all can hit the ball, long ball. Yes, Chris Gale is arguably the greatest T20 batsman in the world, but it, yeah, he is probably his time is up now in and I hope he makes me eat my words in, in a few months time when it comes to the T20 World Cup, because I would love to see a Chris Gale in form at the T20 World Cup yes. in the UAE. So, but he's at the end of it. his career and the, the job, sorry, just stay with me here. The job that guys like Polard, um, Nicholas Puran, Shimron Hitmai, obviously, Andrew Russell isn't play, wasn't playing the second T20, Andrew Fletcher at the top, Evan Lewis, they all can do the job. They all can score the big runs. And that's why I think Chris Gale, just for that name factor, he's in the squad. He can get, get you the runs as we saw in the, in the Australia T20 as well. He can, he can get you runs when he wants. So if he gets the runs, brilliant. If he doesn't, well, uh, it's, it's not a big deal. Well, that's the thing, but the number three position is so crucial. So I think Chris Gale still has an important role to play because if the openers get a great start, then yeah. you don't want someone coming in and ruining that momentum in a way mm. and letting the opposition sort of get back into the game. And at the same time, who do you leave out um, in a sense? Um, you know, is it someone like Sean Hetmeyer who's got a lot of potential? Is he left out of the team? And I think, I think Chris Gale's a great player who can, who can still turn it on, you know, and he can produce when it counts. But um, I think... Um, the question still needs to be asked. If I'm being honest, the question still needs to be asked. The West Indies need to make a call on that because they want to give themselves the best chance of winning the tournament. If they feel that it's Chris Gale as the man, uh, number three to do it, fine. And I think, you know, they've got the numbers and, and the pedigree to back up their decision there. But I think it's something to consider. Um, now, she's been following a lot of the 100 at all? Uh yeah, some, not a lot, but yeah, I've been checking same. the scores. Yeah, happens yeah. at yeah bizarre o'clock. Middle of the night here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some wonderful performances and 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 also wonderful engagement. I think it's been a success so far in terms of cricket. But I think Nasser Hussein hit it on hit the nail on the head in a in a discussion he was having on Sky Sports. He was saying, "How does it, how's this going to fit with the other formats?" And that's what I was sort of saying last week as well. It's like, is the 100 going to be looked at different to other forms of cricket? Are we going to ruin the other formats of cricket? Is this going to replace other formats? 
when we introduce someone to the hundred, can they ease the, you know, how they're going to feel about the other formats. So I think it's something we'll find out in time. No one has a crystal ball here, but in terms of success, in terms of marketing, in terms of viewership and all that sort of stuff, free to air TV and crowds and mm. all that, I think you got to say it's been I a think, success so far. I think I'll make, I'll say only this on the hundred. I think it'll be good for the younger fans, the youngest fans, the six yes. year olds, the seven year olds, but mm. um, for mm. uh, test uh, fanatics like us and you know a lot around the world i think we see it as we don't it's it's cricket there's no doubt about it it's cricket it's yeah. it's you yeah. know exhilarating it's exciting but we don't see necessarily see it as um being i don't know the, what the politically correct word here is but i don't see it as something that will get my attention really you know uh, that will make mm. make me make my head stand up so mm. it's yeah and Te- but again, as I said, this this hundred will be really great for the younger fans to get into cricket and to understand cricket a lot more and a lot easier. Yeah, I think another concern for me is you know, England was was always or still is a a real strong player in Test cricket, and yeah. with England's huge focus on white ball now, does this mean someone like England is going to give Test cricket much less of a priority over the coming years as well? Yeah, I think they that already have, bit, but they, yeah, it does. But even more in the future, because this yep. sort of stuff, you know, in terms of revenue and in terms of money is great, but, you know, something like the county championship suffers yep. as well. Yeah, it does. And you look think- at England's, you look at England's, uh, you know, their attitude this year as well. They've been very quick to rotate in uh, the test cricket yep. and lose test matches and test series. But they'll play a full strength side uh, against Sri Lanka, kind of yeah. thing, in a T20 there. So that's probably one thing that scares me as a Test cricket lover. I still want England to treat Test cricket as very important and, and still yeah. give it the attention and the love that yeah. it deserves because it's a beautiful form of the game. Yeah, and, and I, I think lost. I'll I'll say this. I'll end with this. I think where we'll see the hundred become more important is when it when it comes to games multi-sport games like olympics which are going mm. on right now um by the way I, as we are listening today india indian women's beat australian women's uh team again Thanks, so uh, i had to i had to um doesn't <laughs> happen often so yeah i had to yes great great victory. Uh, yeah but again sorry uh going back to my point this is where games like olympics commonwealth um you know, cricket will be the hundred might be important in future years where even some, a sport like baseball is played in with a shorter format where they, I think they only play seven innings in baseball as opposed to mm. the actual nine innings. So, um, even yes, there was T20 before, um, but it, again, it goes on for three and a half hours as well. And this hundred goes on for what, two hours, maybe, um, two and a half hours. Yeah. So, you know, you can argue that this might be, the Olympic committee might look at this and say, okay, we, we, we might give this a try. Yeah. You know, it was T20 cricket that was supposed to be the short, sharp match. Yeah. Now it takes four hours to complete a game. <laughs> you know, you need to, um, you know, really um, double down on their overrates and make yeah. sure that they're being completed in time. Yeah. Um, just before we round off today, we, we did receive a couple of questions, ask quick blog um, that we'll, we'll quickly touch on before just some short sharp answers that we'll touch on before the end of the podcast um first one is from Debashish Serengi at plum underscore in front of goes England should England have included Matt Parkinson in their squad for the first two tests against India he seems a genuine turn of the ball and it could have been a great experience for him prior to the ashes your take on this um I agree I think you can't introduce Matt Parkinson in an ashes series you know think about England when they introduce the leg spinner it's they play him in Sydney when they're three or four nil down yeah, that's not the right time. No, you know, give him a chance in England. That was wicket taker. That was Mason Crane, wasn't it? Mason Crane. Oh, yeah, I feel so yep, bad yep, for him. Yep. Oh, I remember that's that. That's exactly what I'm saying. He hasn't been seen since. You know, I remember so that. someone like Matt Parkinson, I think, should be given an opportunity throughout the series. What's your take? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he sh- and and given that England has only announced the squad for the first two tests, we might we, there's still That's a chance right. that we might see him in yep. the last three tests. So, um, 
I really, I, I absolutely, I, I saw him uh, sort of for, for the first time a few, a couple of years ago in the county championship um, when it was more accessible, more, you know, they, you know, we could see more of the county championship being played. And I was really impressed by him because um, he, he can turn the ball, he can land it in the right spot, he can be consistent. So that'll be, that's, that's all, all the things you want from your leg spinner. So um, it, it'll be really key to have him in right now, because if they want to take him to Australia, I think they need, he needs at least a couple of Agreed. tests under his belt. Agree. Agree. Um, second question, isn't Australia bang, playing Bangladesh a great step forward in growing cricket as a sport? Small teams should get the chance to play against the big names and it should increase with teams now sending two squads at the same time to play a different series. Thoughts on this? This is from Robin Rounder, at Robin underscore Rounder. Um, I think going forward, it might be a good opportunity for teams to send, uh, you know, maybe a B or C team to, you know, a lower ranked nation mm. because, again, that serve as a benefit to you as a team because you start to build that bench strength. And I hope to see more of that in the future. I yep. really do. I want to see teams get the opportunity to play more against the big guns um, because you grow the game as a sport. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think now it will be really important with, we have seen with India sending two squads to the two different countries and yeah. two different tours so um, I think in future it will be really key in managing players welfare as well and players injuries players health um, mm. so yeah we'll see definitely see more of this with where one squad can definitely go and play uh, you know a, a weaker side and a weaker nation or associate nation and the stronger squad can go and play a, a proper C, not a pro that sounds wrong, but you know what I mean? Like a stronger series, like what India, yes. India has done right now. So yeah, yeah, I absolutely back that. Yep, for sure. Um, so thank you to the guys for sending through their questions. Um, Nash wishing India the best this week in the first test. Um, I'll be kind to you now, but if they lose, I'll, I'll be sure to give it to you. Um, should be an interesting uh, first test. It'd be very important for India to make a good start to the series, um, you know, from an Indian perspective. And I think um, taking a one-nil series lead in a test series uh, will always be a um, an advantage. You don't want to play from behind too much. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, thank you, Nash, again for your time and your insights. Thank no you problem, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the. Uh, the episode, we've also got, um, you know, we had a, a discussion last week with Preeti Upala about this test series coming up and, and her story and her love of MS Dhoni, etc. Be sure to go check that out as well. Um, we thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And we'll catch you guys later.